Welcome to the Strong Men, Strong Marriages podcast. Here we are on a mission to get strong, get attractive, and get the marriage of our dreams. I'm your host, Mike Frazier. Let's do this. Welcome to Strong Men, Strong Marriages. My name is Mike Frazier, MD, your BYU and UCLA trained psychiatrist and marriage coach. And here we help high achieving men save their marriages. So today we're talking about the three different types of guys that are out there. And we all have some of these in us, but uh, we're working towards becoming the best one. I'll let you figure out which one that is. But we're talking about the nice guy, the bad boy, and the strong man. So this this comes from actually a book that I picked up a while back called The Noble Art of Seducing Women by Kezia Noble. So it's more of a dating one, so we need to adapt it a little bit to someone who's actually married. But the principles are similar. So what she says is there's three types of men out there. So there's the nice guy, the bad boy, and what she calls the good man, but what we're going to call the strong man. <laughs> so again, these guys, they show up in dating and they show up in marriages. And they create predictable problems in these different places. So the nice guy, here's what he does. He puts his wife's needs first, okay? All the time. My wife comes first, even to his own detriment. This is the key, right? This is what the nice guy does. He lays down. He's the one laying his face down in the mud and letting the girl walk right over him, okay? He's the one that... Um, you know, well, we'll give some examples here. So with money, he's thinking in a marriage, again, we're looking at a marriage situation in the marriage. He's saying with money, well, I make it and she spends it. Okay. Basically, I don't really have a say in how the money is spent. I just give it to her. Okay. With sex, it's on her terms and it rarely happens. Okay. You get put in that roommate zone because there's not that spark, that sexual attraction. Okay. What would be the friend zone in dating? With in-laws, hey, it's whatever she, whatever my wife wants. If they want to come here and stay for a week, okay. Like, I don't really like that, but I should do it because I need to make her happy, right? Or I'm not going to go visit my family even though I want to because I should just make her happy. Parenting, hey, it's it's her way. Or I step in and do more than what I feel like is my fair share, but I don't really complain to her about it, okay? Or with housework, similar thing, right? Do it however she wants. If she wants it, she wants the house this way, we do it. If she wants the cupboards that way, we do it, right? With religion, okay, either don't bring it up or you can be sort of overbearing. So a lot of times Christian people, and like, so I was in this mindset for, for years and years, right? We kind of get this idea that this is what a good Christian guy should do, right? Is put his wife first. But if it comes to religion, like now, we need to kind of be the leader. We need to be like, um, you know, showing her the right way or be like the spiritual leader or make sure we do, you know, scriptures at a certain time and all this, which, you know, is, is a good thing. There's nothing wrong with leading out in that, but there's the, the strong man way, right. Which we'll get to, which is, you know, you need to find things that work for both of you and something that is open. Right. So again, the, the nice guy tends to to do all these things. So overall, what the nice guy is asking himself is, look, I do all of these nice things for you, but when's it my turn, right? When am I going to get attention, appreciation, or affection and sex? When is sex going to be part of our marriage, right? The thing is, 
this is what I call being a mosquito, right? You're doing these nice things. You're, you're letting her spend the money. You're, you know, you're letting her do basically whatever she wants. She's, you know, going off with friends. She's, you know, you're doing all the housework and the cleaning, right? And you're like, when are we going to actually have sex? Or when are you going to appreciate what I'm doing? Here's the thing that you're not seeing, right? Is that you're being a mosquito. There are strings attached to these nice things. You're expecting her to do something back for you. And she knows it. Okay. This is what uh, Robert Glover and or Mr. Nice Guy would call a covert contract, which is like, I'll do this for you. In return, you'll do this for me. You'll give me attention, appreciation, and sex. Okay. So the bottom line is this. You, you actually feel like you're owed attention, appreciation, and sex for what you're doing, but you're, you're out there kind of trying to earn it without really telling her. Okay. You're upset because you feel like you've earned it, but you're not getting it. So it seems unfair to you. Again, I can't explain this well because this is how I felt for a long time. I still slip into this sometimes. Like, um, you know, it's a way of thinking that takes some time to get out of. So the nice guy's mantra is happy wife, happy life, die hard. If he has a tattoo, this is what it's going to be. <laughs> okay. So you do everything to make your wife happy. Okay. So your mind, if this is you, you're saying like, I'll do anything to my to wife happy. And I don't need to worry if I'm happy or not. That doesn't matter. And in fact, if I'm unhappy, that's probably good because that means I'm sacrificing for her. You know, I'm kind of being the martyr here. And eventually she'll see that sacrifice and she'll return the favor. You know, someday it'll happen. So you're a good provider. You know, you're providing some, some emotional safety, but the, the trick is you think you are, but really you're not because there's that undercurrent there. There's that uh, you know, wanting her to respond this way. There's this manipula- manipulative aspect to all the things you're doing. And you're not a good lover because you're not bringing that that excitement or that tension and all that. Here's the thing. You're actually, you're not emotionally safe. You're actually an emotional drain because your wife knows the things you're doing. They're actually designed to drain something off her. That's why I call it the mosquito. They're trying to suck off attention, appreciation, and affection from her. Okay. You, you're there, you're suffering in silence. You don't tell her. Maybe you tell somebody else and you hope people see that you know, you're doing all these nice things. Okay. So the, the bottom line is this. It, it feels weak and it's also seen as weak. Okay. Seen as helpless as, you know, just this guy that'll just do whatever, you know, boy toy. If you were dating, this would be like the friend zone boy toy. Yeah. He buys me stuff sometimes and I might go on a date with him here and there, but you know, that's it. So at the same time though, you sort of feel justified in this, right? Again, for I think a lot of us, it comes to that like Christian upbringing where, okay, I'm sacrificing so much for her. Well, at least there's that, right? I'm doing all this for her. At least I can feel good that I'm, you know, better to give than receive. By the way, I can't find anywhere in the scriptures that really says that. Jesus doesn't really say that in the scriptures. So if you find it, let me know. But I have not actually found that like quote. Um but we, we have that thought, right? Better to give than receive. Oh, if I just keep giving, eventually, you know, something good's going to happen. I don't know when, but, you know, some people at work think I'm a good husband and some people at church do. So at least that feels good, right? Even though in my marriage, I'm not really getting what I want. So the problem is all of this is weak. Okay. It really is. It kind of feels like you're being the good guy here, the nice guy um, doing what's right. And you should get some credit and some appreciation sex back for that. But it's, it's weak overall. And the problem is that women, they're attracted to strength. And this brings us to the bad boy. So if you were, you know, in high school or even college or, or wherever, right. Or you look in, in the media, you know, the bad boys, they do tend to get women, 
right? They tend to be with lots of different women. The bad boy, he puts his own needs and desires first, for sure, okay? He's never one to sacrifice what he wants for his girlfriend or wife, okay? Not going to happen. With money, she can pay for it, right? With sex, look, I want what I want, and I know how to please a woman like I have that skill set, okay? With in-laws, hey, I might see him, I might not. I'll see mine whenever I feel like it. You can deal with it, okay? With parenting, I'll do what I want, or I just won't get involved, you know, a lot of bad boys, right? They don't want that responsibility of, of parenting. With religion, eh, probably not too into that, okay? So the overall thing is just, look, I do what I want. If you want to be with me, great. If you don't, I'll find someone else. And look, I might someone find someone else while we're dating or married too, because I'm going to do what I feel like I want to do. So the reason that the bad boy gets chosen over the nice guy, right, especially sexually, is because that position, it's still not that strong, but it's stronger than getting walked on, right? <laughs> so again, the bad boy mantra, he's he's saying, I do what I want, when I want, with who I want. My wife needs to do things to make me happy or I'm out of here, okay? So the, the bad boy tends to attract women who are, you know, um, pretty low self-esteem, right? Because they're, they're trying to do this. This guy, he's like emotionally unavailable. So they're trying to kind of prove themselves to this guy. And, um, so it, it kind of works, right? It kind of works because he is kind of this aloof person. She's trying to earn him, you know, earn his attention and all this. He just keeps pulling away. She keeps trying to pull closer. Okay. So, the, the bad boy, his mantra is, you know, if I'm unhappy, I don't want to be in the relationship and I'm going to find somebody else. Basically, I don't care that much about my wife or girlfriend. <laughs> it's kind of the bottom line, right? The, the, here's the here's what you have to understand. The, the, the nice guy on the surface cares about his wife, but really he still cares, uh, you know, a little more about himself. That's what's weird about it. So the bad boy, right? He's a good lover and a bad provider. Okay. Where the nice guy, he was a... Uh, a good provider, but a bad lover. This guy is not emotionally safe, right? He's emotionally volatile. He doesn't control his thoughts and emotions that well, you know, or again, he's just like, so into himself. It's just like, whatever, you know, you can leave if you want. I'll find someone else if I want. Okay. And this is exciting and it is attractive initially. Okay. But these guys can't have lasting relationships because either he gets sick of the girl or the girl gets sick of him. <laughs> That's what tends to happen. So again, overall, the bad boy, he appears strong, but actually he's not. He doesn't have a good spiritual base. That's not necessarily religious, but you know, he has a, he has a sense of, you know, who he is and what he wants, which is strong. Right. But there's not that additional sense of like doing what's right. And, you know, doing, being faithful and being a man of his word. Right. So doesn't have real great control of his thoughts and emotions. Sexually exciting, but not that safe, right? So now we enter the strong man, and this is who we really want to be like, okay? At least that's what I teach, what I believe in. So a strong man, he also, like the bad boy, has a strong sense of self-worth and purpose. Now, the bad boy sometimes doesn't have a great sense of purpose, so where the strong man does right? The bad boy seems to have a good sense of self-worth because he's like, look, I'm going to do what I want. 
which is strong in a way. The strong man, though, has this sense of self-worth. Yeah, I am, I am valuable, right? And I have meaning and purpose that I'm driving towards in my life. Okay, now you've added the dimension that a good woman is looking for and will like fall over to find. Okay, someone who's faithful and trustworthy. Hey, I'm a man who I, when I say something, I'm going to follow through. And I'm led by some kind of moral compass, whether that's Christian or other faith or just saying, look, I believe in being good. I believe in being honest. I believe in treating people with respect. Okay. The bad boy doesn't believe in treating people with respect. He believes in doing what he wants. Okay. This is the key though. The strong man holds his needs and desires equally with his wife's, like his sense of self-worth. So the bad boy, he thinks his self-worth is far above his wife's. The nice guy kind of puts his self-worth, or at least his desires, below his wife. But the strong man holds them equally. Look, I have what I want in my life. You have what you want. And those are equally valid. Okay. And so because of that, he looks for things that are a win for both himself and his wife. When it comes to money, sex, in-laws, parenting, and religion, it's not one way or the other. It's let's find something that really works for both of us. He understands there needs to be fairness in the marriage for it to work. Okay, he can't be given all the time and she can't be giving all the time. Okay, he cares for and serves his wife because he wants to be that kind of husband, not just to get something back, right? There's not that mosquito mode. Okay, what he wants, he's clear to his wife about, hey, this is what I want, right? Again, looking for that win for both of them. Does that work for you or not? Let's find something that works for both of us, okay? She, he asks for what he wants from his wife so she knows how to please him, okay? The bad boy does that too, right? He tells his wife what he wants or his girlfriend what he wants. The nice guy doesn't do that. Okay, he has a hard time asking his wife for anything, really. So she, even if she wants to please him, she doesn't exactly know how, right? So he manages his own emotions and thoughts expertly. Now, if you're if you're thinking, well, I'm a nice guy and I do ask, I tell my wife I want sex. But if you look, you probably don't ask her for like anything else. And that's what gets annoying to her too, right? You need to find this equality across all areas. So he manages his own emotions and thoughts expertly. Okay. This is where the nice guy actually doesn't manage them that well, right? He's trying to get his wife to manage his sense of self-worth. Oh, when she tells me I when she tells me I'm a good guy, I feel good about myself, right? So he's he's trying to suck off again that attention, appreciation, affection from her. The strong man knows he has worth. And he manages his own thoughts and emotions. He doesn't try to get his wife to manage his anxiety or self-worth. Okay. The strong man, he has a strong sense of his sexuality, which he decides to direct exclusively towards his wife. Okay. He's faithful. He's sexually skilled. He knows how to have fun, flirting, and romance. Okay. He's excellent at listening and communicating. So look, when you're that guy, you're going to have your choice of good women of great women who are looking for this. We attract people who are at about that, a similar level to us, okay? So, you know, the nice guy can attract uh, a nice girl, you know, who is, you know, also trying to do nice things, trying to, to sacrifice, but it can attract someone who like neither one of them really speak up. And so you're both kind of suffering and you don't really know what's going on. Um, and that's that's hard right? Um, or he can attract someone who's really kind of abusive and manipulative, right? He can attract that too. Um, again, the, the bad boy, he attracts a girl who's like emotionally very vulnerable. And, um, it's kind of like the, you know, the, the, 
uh, yeah, fragile, right? So, or hurt, that kind of thing. So, but the strong man attracts a strong woman, okay? Who's also looking for someone where you can work together and be a team and share a life together, a purpose and mission and worth and connection, okay, and intimacy. So the strong man mantras are things like this. A happy marriage is one that works for both of us. Okay, not just for you. It's not happy wife, happy life. It's we need to both be happy. I know who I am and I know what I want in my life. And I have a sense of purpose. And I want you. And that's big, right? I'm committed to you. I choose to be with you. Okay. Now, just with those mantras, like women are wanting to be with a guy like this. I want to hear your side of things. Whoa. This is a guy who wants to listen to what I have to say. Maybe not even fix it, but just listen. Okay. Now you're like top 1% of men out there. Okay. I made mistakes and I own up to them. Again, being trustworthy. I work to continue myself in body, mind, heart, and spirit. And I want to connect at a deep, intimate, and passionate level with you, spiritually, mentally, emotionally, and sexually. Okay, guys, when you've got it together like this, this is the man that any great woman would love to be with. Absolutely. And the type of man that will attract a great woman to him and create a great marriage. Now, the good news is whatever situation your marriage is in right now, you can learn these skills. Okay, you can learn what it takes. You can adopt these mantras and become this strong man. Okay, if your marriage is about to go to divorce, go to separation, if there's been an affair, right, you can fix things up. You can become this strong man and attract your wife back to you. Or if your wife does divorce you, you're going to attract a good woman to you because you become the strong man. Okay, so I'm just wrapping up the latest and absolute best version of my program, The Strongman System. It's a 30-day program. You go through it. Each day, you've got something to do to build up this strength. You're able to be able to talk with uh, with me in office hours. You're going to be able to send me questions. We have mentors you can talk with. It's going to be amazing. I'm really excited about it. We're going to be launching it you know, in the next about week, probably next week, maybe two weeks. I want to make sure it's all really set and really beautiful. It's It's prettier than it's ever been. Like the whole thing is just awesome. I'm really looking forward to having you guys be part of it. So if you haven't joined my email list yet, list yet, go to mikefrasermd.com and join up so you get informed of when this happens. So I'll be open next week, if not next week, the week after. And it's going to show you exactly how to become this kind of man. Specific things that you'll learn to do, to say, to work on yourself, to manage your emotions, to be an expert at communication, very specific things. Okay. It's awesome. You're going to learn how to be strong in body, mind, heart, and spirit. We incorporate building physical strength as well, because that is super important. You're going to become an expert at communication and intimacy and a man who knows how to make an amazing marriage for himself and his wife. I guarantee it. Okay. It's going to be worth your investment. Guaranteed. If you do the work, and it wasn't worth your investment, you get your money back. Nothing to lose in this. You will become a stronger man and a better man through the system, guaranteed. So visit MikeFrazierMD.com, join the list, and let's do this, guys. Let's get to work. All right. Stay strong, men. We'll see you next episode. I hope you enjoyed today's episode. If you did, please leave a review on iTunes and share the episode with a friend so we can help create stronger men and stronger marriages across the world. And if you're ready to take your strength training and your marriage to the next level, visit strongmenstrongmarriages.com to learn how. I'll see you there.